Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. About five years ago, I sat with a guy named Ryan Van Arslan and a Tim Hortons in Circleville. And he began to talk about how God began, was stirring something in his heart. We sat together and we prayed together. And now God's done some pretty miraculous things in, in the life of him, his wife, his kids. And we get to be the sending church that lets him go serve in mission work in the Dominican Republic, which is really crazy, stinking awesome, right? And so uh, we're really excited that we get to partner with them in the work of the kingdom. But by your giving, what we've just participated in, ago, we, we get to support Ryan and Courtney as they're on the field. And God's doing a great thing in and through them. And so, uh, if you guys would, would you offer a hand clap and a welcome to Ryan Van Arslan as he comes to share with us this morning. Good morning. All right. My, my hands are cold, and I'm going to start sweating, I'm sure. So, I'm, I'm just nervous, okay? So, when my voice starts tripping up, just, just roll with it. Okay, it's okay. All right. Uh, I would like to start off by debunking some missionary myths, okay? Literally, it's, it's June 2019 right now. June 2017, I was sitting right there. Actually, we usually sat like right there. Uh, but just two years ago, we were, we were just sitting right where you're at, okay? So uh, when I would think about missionaries, you know, it'd be like, all right, the regular Christians are here, but missionaries are definitely like right there. You know, one step, they're just like, it's not true. It's not true. Okay. It's just not, it's not like that. Um, or at least these missionaries right here are, are not like that. Okay. We are, we are right there with you, just brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're all called uh, to what God is doing. God is on the move and he wants to include us in it. So it's super exciting. I want to debunk um, a couple of myths with you. So first myth is, oh yeah. Okay. If you go and talk to a missionary and you, you kind of set up like a, you know, like a scale and be like, okay, where are you at? Are you specially gifted, super spiritual, or are you the least capable person, least, uh, you know, has the least amount of capacity person that you know to do this job you've been called to? All the missionaries I have met so far are all over here. Like, yeah, I'm definitely the least capable person I know to be doing this job, okay? So throw out that super spiritually gifted person thing. It's just, it's not a thing, okay? Uh, but I, I, was, I was thinking about this week. I thought, hey, the disciples, the disciples were uh, just fishermen, right? If you would have walked up to one of the disciples and said, hey, do you feel like you're super capable to take the word of the Lord onto the ends of the earth? You can't be talking to me. I, I, that's what I think they would say. I think, no, I'm not capable of doing that. But God called him to it, and then he equipped them to do it. Um, think about Job. If we would have met Job after all of his kids had died and his livestock was taken and all of his property, if we would have met him in that place, do you think that he would be, hey, people are going to read about you for the rest of eternity. He would say, there's no way. Everything's been stripped away from me. I have nothing left. Right? But God chose Job to go through that so that his name could be glorified in the end. I think of Moses. Uh, this sounds like me this morning. Moses, you know, gets called by God. Hey, you're going to go talk to Pharaoh. And he's whining. And he doesn't know how to talk. And God's like rolling his eyes. Fine, I'll send your brother Aaron with you to help you talk. That's fine. But if you would talk to Moses, Moses, do you think that you can go convince Pharaoh to let all the Israelites free? 
No, I don't, I don't think that at all. Uh, so anyways, debunking some myths here. All right, number two, what do we got? Uh, oh, never wrestle with questions. I, I, think that I, I, I think I was here. I think I thought, man, those guys got it all figured out. And I'm telling you, we don't. Uh, I, I, I worry about for them to graduate from high school and try to go on to college or, or get a real job here, you know, to reacclimate back into American culture. Um, are all of our friends going to forget us and move on with their whole lives while we're living there? Or is our home church, I know this one's not true, is our home church going to forget us and move on? It's, I'm, I'm being serious. It's, it's real fears. We struggle with anxiety. We struggle with worry. All the things that you're struggling with. I'll be honest. Uh, here's, here's a real personal one. There's a guy I know, and he feels called to go to a ministry in Georgia. So like the state of Georgia, okay, like near Atlanta. It's a Spanish-speaking ministry. And this guy already speaks Spanish. So I'm talking to God, and I'm like, hey, send him to the Dominican Republic. He already speaks Spanish. I'll move to Georgia, do whatever he was going to do. And then I can visit my family on a regular, like, this makes total sense. Like, why wouldn't you do that? This guy's single. And I, I think God's up there pat me on the shoulder like, you're so funny. You think you make the plans. This is it's so funny. Uh, but no, seriously, I, I struggle with that. Kind of, like, that is real. Like, I have had that conversation with God. And I'll be honest, more than once, like, just send him. He can do it. Uh, okay, so we wrestle with questions too. Uh, number three, the call is crystal clear. Oh, man, those missionaries, man, they are just called. It's crystal clear. They're exactly where they're supposed to be. Um, I wasn't going to share our, like, personal story, but I think I am. The Lord was just prompting me this morning. We were praying, and he was like, tell your story. Okay, I'm going I'm to try to make it quick because I don't want to bore you. Um, okay, I think that before I was a missionary, I thought, okay, the, the, the line for missionaries from not missionary life to missionary life is a straight line between A and B, crystal clear. God says, Mike go to Zimbabwe and serve in this ministry. And Mike just says, okay. No, it, it, I, I've not. Well, it, it's possible. It, it is possible that, that happens. But the missionaries who I've talked to, it's not like that. It's this, like, you could be like a, a scenic route, all right, that's not fast, years in the process, all right? And it's more like a bunch of connected, I'll say loosely connected confirmations throughout your life that you look back and he opens your eyes and says, look what I was doing on all those loosely connected circumstances. I was actually orchestrating all that to get you to right here. So I'm, I'm going to do it briefly as I can. Okay. So before Courtney and I got married, we had this conversation. We've been married for 13 years. Praise the Lord. She deserves a hand clap for 13 years with me. No joke. No joke. 13 years. Wow. Incredible. A miracle. Modern day miracle right there. Okay. Um, we're going to get married, so we're talking about the future, you know? And uh, we have this conversation. I'm scared to death to even say this out loud to her. I'm like, I think one day I'm going to be called into missions. And I'm terrified because I grew up my whole life in Circleville. I could have lived there my whole life. I didn't have to go. I didn't have to go to Chilcothy or Columbus. Like, I could have lived my whole life there and never left. Love it. Courtney is like, that's awesome because I feel like I'm going to be called into missions. And she's excited because she loves adventure and she loves to travel. So we have the same calling kind of on our life, you know, that some, someday this might happen. Well, you have like completely different sides of the coin. Okay, so we just, we're just roll with it. We don't do anything with that conversation. Throughout the first few years of marriage, Courtney starts looking online, what do missionaries do? I, I don't even know. Yeah, but okay. So she comes back to me several times and says, hey, Ryan, these schools overseas need principals. 
I said, okay. I was teaching Circleville. I went to my boss. I said, hey, will you send me back to school to get my principal's license? Sure, no problem. So go get that, sit on that. Don't do really anything with it. 2015, Courtney gets this genius idea that I fought her and fought her on, that we are going to be missionaries one day, so let's just try it out for the summer, right? I have the summer off. She had a flexible work schedule. So she sets up this trip to El Salvador for the summer. Uh, we actually met John and Tammy Ogden, which you guys, they, they've been here. They, they used to serve to, to be missionaries. I think Abel was two or three. So the three of us lived in this little tiny one room for, for two months, but served the Lord. Uh, it was a ton of fun. While we were there, Courtney was prayed over by an El Salvadoran man that one day she would be serving Haitian immigrants in the Dominican Republic. Now, me, I'm kind of slow. I did not know that Haiti and the Dominican Republic were an island. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know there were Haitian immigrants in the Dominican Republic. Okay, so that was 2015, and we just kind of let that roll. You know, it's like really specific prayer, but really no context for it. Didn't understand anything about that. Okay, fast forward. Um, January, I think it was, two, uh, wait, my, my year's off. Two years later. Anyways, it worked out. Two years later, we get an alumni magazine in the mail from a university in Ohio called Cedarville. I've, I've never been there. Courtney's never been there. It's, it's this university. And their alumni magazine is addressed to me. I've, I have no idea why. What am I going to do? I'm walking to the trash can to throw this magazine away. It doesn't mean anything to me. Courtney says, hold on, there was a cute picture on the front of that magazine, I'd like to read the article. Okay, no problem. It was um, like a college-age girl with a little girl on her back, ended up being a Dominican girl on her back, like giving a piggyback ride across a field. Okay, it was just a snapshot of that thing. So Courtney reads this article, um, and she is drawn into it. You know, hey, this, this, sound, this sounds good. It's this little ministry down in the Dominican Republic, and they serve Haitian immigrants. Okay, that's interesting. She gets online, she hasn't told me this yet, she hasn't told me at this point in time what she's done, but she gets online and types in their website just to read a little bit more, and on their employment page, they are looking to hire a principal for their school. Okay, so this is just too much, yeah, this is just too much. Okay, so I call them up. They're based in Austin, Texas. Okay, Uh, Courtney says, hey, let's call them up and just see if we can go down there and visit the ministry. And uh, so I, I call Austin, Texas, and I say, hey, my name's Ryan. My wife and I, we would love to come down and check out your ministry. Uh, you know, read about it in a magazine, saw your website. We'd love to come down. And the girl on the phone is like, well, uh, we don't really just have families come down and check us out. Um, if you want to, you can put a team together and bring a team down. We do that. I was like, okay, cool. What, what, what does that look like? She said, well, we're full this summer, so next summer you can come down. So I'm doing my head, okay, 18 months. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll put a team together. Sounds good. And I get off the phone with her. I walk out in the living room. I talk to Courtney. And I say, well, we can't just go down and see them. We've got to put a team together. We've got we to wait 18 months. We can't get down there. They're full. And Courtney says, that is so strange that you told them you were interested in the principal job and they told you to wait 18 months and bring a team of people with you? I was like, oh, definitely forgot to tell them that I was interested in the principal job. <laughs> so Courtney's like, you're going to call them back. And I was like, I'm going to call them back. So here we go. I'm going to call Austin, Texas back. So I, I called the girl back. Her name's Aisha. Hey, Aisha, I'm Ryan. You just talked to me like two minutes ago, you know. Um, I said, I forgot to tell you one little detail. And, and that is, um, I'm actually interested in that principal job you have posted on your website. She goes, hold on. Oh, you need to come down here right now. I'm like, you didn't have any space for me two minutes ago, and now you need us down there right now. Okay. So we go down. 
uh, we fall in love with everything that God is doing in Makarios. It's just this incredible group of people who are serving the Lord and meeting a lot of needs. God is on the move. But have you guys ever been to a church camp before? Raise your hand. Have you ever been to a, like any sort of Christian getaway? You, you just like get warm fuzzies by being there, you know? Like it just happens. I've, I've been to enough, like, okay, I get the warm fuzzies. And I just remember we got to the end of this two weeks at Macario's, and we had, we had Ava, uh, our daughter, and Courtney was there with us. Uh, we were actually fostering um, Elise and Adele at that time. Um, and I just remember just telling the girls, I was like, guys, I'm just going to go out and talk to God because I can't just do, like, this still... You guys are looking I'm like, no, didn't you see the trail behind you of all these things? And I, I'm still like, this can't be. Remember, I don't want to leave Circleville. So, um, so I go and talk to God. I said, God, I cannot move my wife, my children, like all this stuff down here on just warm fuzzies. Like I've had this before. This is not just, you know, it's like they're just Christian people. Of course you get warm fuzzies around. They're doing the work of the Lord. You love that. Um, I said, man, I just need to hear from you. It was not an audible voice, but in my heart, the Lord did speak to me that night, and he asked me two questions. The first question is, Ryan, have you ever been at peace about missions before? And I said, no, I have not. Never not had a peace in my heart about that. And he asked me a second question. He said, do you have peace now about missions? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, that's my peace in your heart, because I want you to move down here and be a part of Macario. So... Okay, so here we go. Um, so we were fostering the little girls at that time. I go back to, we go back to, we come back here to Ohio. Um, I call Austin, Texas again. I say, hey, you know, everything worked out. Kind of told them a little bit of the story. I said, I'd like to apply for that job. They said, great, you can go ahead and apply. I said, there's one little detail. We're fostering these two little girls, and God called us to them first. And so I want to apply, but I'm telling you, it's probably going to take two years to adopt them, and I'm not going until we get that done. And they were like, well, just apply and see what happens. Okay. So I go through the interview process, and it's you know, maybe two or three months later now, and they call me back, and they offer me the job. We'd like, we'd like to offer you the job of principal. I said, I accept, but I just want to let you know, I mean, if that was 24 months, we're talking about like 21, 22 more months until this happens. They said, well, we talked to the girl who's there being the principal right now. She said she'll wait. Okay. <laughs> so... There we go. So anyway, so that was our story. But I wanted to tell you that, and I wanted to really hit on this crystal clear path myth. That was like, a, you know, a nine-year path that was very scenic, you know. There was, there was no straight line. But I can look back and see now how God was preparing both of us to go down and do that. And if I would have went 13 years ago, it probably would have been epic fail. You know, I mean, it's close to epic fail now, I feel like, but God's working, it's good. But it would have just been terrible if we, if we were just took off and went, you know, right as soon as we thought we were missionaries. No. So I just encourage you. Uh, the, the, the reason why I really want to hit on crystal clear call, I feel like we are, uh, oh, I was trying to think of the word to say, like immobilized in two different ways with the crystal clear call myth. The first way that we're immobilized is, I feel like some people actually have that tug on their heart that maybe I can go work at a church or be a missionary, or maybe I can do this thing that God is calling me to, but when they don't hear the crystal clear call that they think that they should have, life kind of moves in and takes over, time kind of takes over, and that kind of dies off over time. That, man, man I really thought I was a missionary, but I never got that crystal clear call, so it, it must just not be for me. So I just want to encourage you that it doesn't have to be a crystal clear call. It might be for you, but it doesn't have to be. 
Um, and then the myth number four is also tied into this. The second way, the, the second way it immobilizes us um, is I think, I'll be honest, guys, I've used it as, I say I think because it might apply to you, but it applied to me. I know sometimes I used it as an excuse. I said, I was not called to go spread the word. You know, I, I didn't have that, I should say, I didn't have that crystal clear call of Ryan, go do that thing. It's more like a nudge. It's more like a nudge in your office where you know that that coworker, her daughter just had surgery and man, she could really use a, just a prayer. Man, can I just, I heard that's going on. Can I just pray with you? Maybe there's that neighbor across the street and you know you got a dozen cookies and you could just walk them over there. And just love on them for a few, just say, hey, we're neighbors. I saw you know, this happened or that, or I heard this happen, you know, and just strike up a conversation. It might, might be, for me, it's easy to do, it's easier to do the prayer thing. So just say, hey, I, I know this is going on, can I pray with you? Uh, it could also be across a coffee shop. You, you went to high school with that person sitting over there, and, and you've changed. Can, can you go and connect with that person? That might be, uh, that might be what, that might be what he's calling, um, so don't let that crystal clear call myth immobilize you. Okay, that's how I'll break those up. Okay? Okay, that was just free. That wasn't even, that wasn't even the stories of Macarius. Okay, let, let's, let, let's move on here to the next one. Okay, uh, you know what? I put this scripture up there that Aaron read, but I, I liked what he read. I liked his version a little bit better. I, I think it, went, uh, it was a little bit more personal. Uh, Romans uh, 10, 14, and 15. It's, it's up here, but I, I got it here in, in the Bible in your pew. I, I, it's a little more personal. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. And what that tells me, that puts us all on, all on a level playing field. The senders and the sent are both on the same team. You, 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 can't, you can't play a game without the catcher. He, he might not get all the credits that the pitcher is getting, but you can't play that baseball game without that catcher. We, we are all needed to be on that team. I'm thinking about Jan, John and Tammy Ogden down, down in Ecuador, or um, Brad and Carrie, Brad and Sherry with their uh, water filters. The uh, relief bus in New York that you're sending your people to. We're sending our people to this week. Uh, we've also done the, the prayer walks in Washington, D.C. Um, but we are the sending church, and some people are sent. But the stories I'm going to tell, tell you today, the, the thing I want you to walk away with, two things. God is on the move, and he's involving all of us in the work that he's doing. It is not just the missionary. It's not just Greg and Crystal doing youth. No, you guys are supporting that. It's not just those kids workers back there. It's not just the tech guys, you know, tech gals, tech gals and guys uh, in the booth there, but we're all on the team. And so I want you, I want you to know that we're, we're, it's not the senders and the sent. I think of Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas, early church. The whole church didn't pick up and go and tell other new towns. No, they said, hey, we're going to stay here and do the work that God is doing right here in this place, and we're going to continue that work. And you, Paul and Barnabas, go to the new places, you know, and, and, and start, start up what we have going on here. Start it up there. So I just want to let you know we're on the same team. Um, Macarios. I haven't introduced myself. I'm Ryan. My awesome wife, Courtney, is over there. Um, like I said, two years ago, we were sitting right here. We've lived in the DR for the last two years. We have three beautiful daughters. They are four, five, and nine. Um, 
Courtney for Macarios. Courtney is um, TRIPS coordinator. So we have teams coming down on a regular basis to support the work that God is doing through Macarios. And Courtney is like the point person organizing all those TRIPS coming down. Um, also, our school has um, all the students are sponsored there, or that's how we're able to operate the school because there's school sponsorships. Uh, her and another gal named Amber, they run that department as well. So uh, that's what Courtney does, trips and sponsorship. And then I am the principal at the school. Um, we right now have pre-K-3, so like three-year-olds up through seventh grade. That's our school, and we're growing by a grade every year. Okay, We do have some older kids who we sponsor to go to a school down the street to get their classes, but they still come to Macario's for there's two meals a day, discipleship, uh, medical care, dental care, so we offer all that um, to the students, um, Macario's does. Um, I kind of get bored on facts. So there's about 200 students. Court, is there anything? What, what else can we tell them about Macario's school? Good at Macarius School. I love, I love, I just love knowing what God's doing there. So I, I, I think the best way to tell you what you guys are doing, what you're supporting, that God, the work that God is doing in Macarios is by telling you a couple of these stories uh, where God is involved in these lives. All right, let's bring up the first uh, student there. Oh, that's family empowerment. Okay, well that's family empowerment. Okay, cool. Um, so we have a school, Macarios School. And then we also have a, a leg of our ministry called Family Empowerment, and we're going to hear a little about them today. So uh, they go into the communities, go into the homes. Out of our 200 students, we have about 100 families, and so they're doing home visits, um, adult literacy classes. It still blows my mind sometimes, I think, but like the kids that we have in our school, some of them are actually first generation ever been to a school. Nobody in their family has ever been to a school before. So it's, uh, it's still mind-boggling to me to think that thought. But so they offer adult literacy classes to our parents. They offer uh, like jobs, readiness, skills, um, things that they can do to go and be um, like an employable, you know, like a, a good worker. Um, they offer parenting classes. There's one other. Um, but anyways, these guys are doing home visits and, and getting the gospel out into these homes. And we'll hear a little about their impact today. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, Julacy. Julacy. Julacy is a third grader. Uh, I can't help but smile when I think about Julacy uh, and her story. So this year, she just finished third grade. And all year long, her teachers uh, were um, emphasizing the promises of God. Okay, so as a, they do Bible class, but then I've, I've been in their class, and, and they lace it all throughout their day. Uh, anyway, so they would end each promise of God by saying, hey, just want to let you know, if you're a child of God, if you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're a child of God, and these promises can apply to you. And so as the year progressed, Julacy came to her, her teacher. They don't say like Mrs. Smith. They say Profe, and then they say the first name. So Profe Manielis. So she came to Profe Manielis, and she said, hey, I really want these promises to apply to my life. Prophet Manielis was like, well, cool, let, let's, let's do that right now. So, so she led her to Christ. Um, so Julacy, the third grader, uh, she's coming, she came to know Christ this year. Her mom is also up there, uh, Mercedes, which is just the word Mercedes, but Mercedes is there on the end. Um, family empowerment, so the five people we just saw up there, had been building a relationship with her over the last few years. And this year they invited her to a discipleship class. So it's 12, 14 weeks. I, I forget exactly what it was, but they, they do a big deal. Um, and... 
Mercedes came to know Christ this year as well. So the mom and the daughter, um, some fruit from that. Uh, they talked about Julacy, you know, just typical third grader. It's not like she wasn't a bad kid, but, you know, just not always paying attention, not always involved, you know, chatting with the friends and stuff like that. And so Prophet Manielis told me that now, especially during Bible class, Julacy wants to know those promises of God because she is a child of God and she wants to know what her big God's got for her. So that's super exciting that she's involved. Um, during one of our home visits, we as teachers and staff, we go out to visit the homes as well. We were talking to Mercedes and we said, hey, how's it going with you, Lacey? Come to know Christ. She said, oh, it's so exciting. She said, um, when, we, when we both came to know the Lord, we were both walking to church in their little neighborhoods called Tamanindo. And she said, but Julacy wasn't satisfied with that. So now we walk across the river to pick up her friends in another little town called Pancho Mateo. And then we bring them back and we all go to church together. And then after church, we take them back home. But I just loved it that it's not just something that we do with mom. Yeah, I walk to church with mom. No, I want to go get my friends because I want them to, to be in on this too. Um, another fruit from their life, um, Mercedes was unemployed for like, well, the first year and a half that we were there, because I remember last year she was asking me for work, and this year I know she was asking for work. Um, another ministry in another town called us up one day, and they said, hey, do you guys have any, like, superstar parents who, you know, don't have a job? We're looking to hire some people. Uh, and we said, sure, sure, we, we, we'd be glad to send somebody. Uh, so we sent uh, Mercedes, and we understood that it was going to be a cleaning position, and she was totally on board with that. Like, great, I, I do know how to clean. I can do that. That's, that's right up my alley. Um, so... Mercedes gets there, and she says, hey, I'm here to interview for the cleaning job. And they're like, oh, uh, we're not actually looking to hire a cleaner. We're actually looking to hire a manager of our cleaning staff. I'm going to break from the story real quick. A Dominican mindset, a very like, common Dominican mindset there is. If they don't feel like they're equipped for the job, they'll just walk away. No, you're going to have to look for somebody else. Like, I don't know anything about management. I'm not going to be able to do that. Well, uh, so let's get back into the story. Mercedes uh, looks at the lady and says, she came back and, and told me the story later on. Um, but she looked at the lady and she said, you know what? God has been working in my life this year. I came to know Christ. I am actually connected with you today because God's working through Macarios, and that's the connection here. So I'm just going to trust him. I'm going to go ahead and interview for this job, even though I don't have any experience in this. And the lady's like, okay. And long story short, she got the job. But just so cool that this lady who is unemployed and now gets to bring a living into her home, her daughter's growing up with Christ. The, 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 the older daughter there, Haiti, that's actually one of Ava's friends, our, our daughter, uh, their friends. Um, she knows Christ. The dad does not know Christ yet, so we're still praying for the dad. Uh, but I just love it that Julacy now in third grade is starting with a relationship with Christ. Her mom knows Christ. Her mom is now working. Just so empowering. Uh, I just love this. God is interested in the details, the little things. And the little things that you guys are doing right here in CT are impacting that. That is our story. We, here today, are all a part of that story. Without CT praying for the mission, what, what God is doing, like Aaron said, giving, that supports what Macarius is doing. That's our story. God's inviting us in. He's on the move, and he's inviting us to be a part of it. That's so exciting. And just the little detail. I just love the little detail. All right, let's, uh, let's see Navy. All right, Nafi, I, I got a couple pictures here just through the years. Uh, the white one is like where she was younger, and then she got a little older, and now, and now this is this year where she's in the black shirt. Uh, her sister, Marilee, is on the other side, and that's their mom right there in purple. But uh, Nafi in the black on the bottom right, that's, that's who we're talking about here. So 
uh, Nafi uh, just finished 10th grade. So she's a Macario student. She doesn't do everything on our campus, so it's a little bit confusing, but she's a Macario student. Um, let's see, Nafi, typical teenager, you know, she was going to turn 15, um, wasn't always for us, did stuff more along like the social aspect, you know, there, um, some of our staff actually host Bible studies in their home after school on Friday, okay, so two staff members specifically in this case was Adriana and Nicole, uh, they host uh, a Bible study in their home after school on Friday, and they, you know, as they told me the story, they were like, yeah, Nafi, she was, she was, she was there, but it was more of a social aspect thing. Um, well, Nafi was going to turn 15. Oh, sorry, she did turn 15 this year. And I don't know what you know about Latin culture. To turn 15 for a young lady is a big deal. It's called a quinceanera, okay? It's kind of like your coming of age, big celebration, okay? Uh, they get a big dress, they get a nice dress, and this, it's a big deal. Well, um, Nafi's grandma was going to throw the quinceanera for her, okay? And she had bought her the dress, and she was ready there. Unexpectedly, the grandma passed away. Um, a few weeks later, Nafi's best friend passed away. And then three weeks before she turned 15, her mom, in this picture, actually passed away as well. All between her 14th birthday and her 15th birthday. And the mom had picked up the torch and was going to plan the quinceanera, the 15th birthday. But then when she passed away, unexpectedly, there was like nobody, nobody left. They ended up moving in with an aunt. Um, so they had a place to live. Uh, but just this trauma, just this terrible, terrible circumstance. What was really cool is that Macarios had built relationships with Nafi throughout the year, throughout the years, okay? And specifically the Bible, the Bible study teachers had reached out to Nafi and said, we know this is terrible. Reach out to us any hour, any day, any time. We are here for you. Um, Nafi was waking up in the middle of the night with nightmares. She was, like, shaking her sister to make sure she was awake or alive. You know, like, she had had nightmares that her sister had also died. That was the only real family, the tight family that she had left. Um, she would text our teachers in the middle of the night. They would text her back scripture. She would call them in the middle of the night, and they would pray with her. Um, but I just love um, that Macarios was there for the long haul. It wasn't like meet you on the street and then we're done. No, it was like, we're, we're here for you. Um, so when the mom passed away, one of the Macarios gals stepped up and took up a collection in Macarios and threw her the, fi- threw her the 15th birthday, got like a photo session, um, the, threw a pizza party for the, the tight people that she had. But again, God is interested in the details and just those little things. It's not just, here's Jesus, and we're out of here. No. And yes, we're providing an excellent education. I'm so glad about that, too. But it's like, man, it's deeper than that. These, these people who we are partnering with here in Nafi's life. Nafi still did not know Christ at this time. Um, the two teachers who had a Bible study on Friday, they were going to do a new series. They were going to do, um, what does it actually look like to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And so what they, um, how they start every series is they ask the kids just a question to get started just to see where they're at. So uh, they went around the room, and Nafi, what does it look like to you? What do you think it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And she said, I think that I need to wait until the Holy Spirit comes on me, and then I can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so the, the teachers just kind of took that. Okay, great. And the, and the idea is that throughout the series, they're going to be able to address their questions, address their, you know, address their ideas. So they're teaching the series every Friday. And um, a few weeks into the series, Nafi comes to the teacher after class. It's not really a class. It's in her house. So a little, after a little study and says, hey, I had no idea that I don't need to wait 
until the Holy Spirit comes on me. I can have a personal relationship with Christ today. And she was like, you're exactly right. And she was like, well, I would like to do that. And they're like, awesome, let's do it. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. Uh, anyway, so that was super awesome. Later on in the year, also Madeli, her sister there in the stripes, she came to know Christ. Uh, she is also a part of the study. Um, some fruit from that, uh, talked about Nathie just being a typical teenager, you know. Um, she is now super engaged in their Bible studies rather than sitting in the, in the back chatting with her friends. Uh, the teachers were so excited, they came to me at the end of the year and said um, that the last study they did, really, the last study of the year really connected with Navy. So at the end of it, she went to the teachers and said, hey, can you guys print me off one more copy of this? Because my friends who don't come to this study, I want them to know this. So I would like to take it to them. And they're like, yes, we would love, we'd love to print it off for you. Um, and the icing on the cake for me on this one, just with fruit, is... The aunt, who they're living with now, came to us right at the end of the school year and said, hey, I want you guys to know um, another mom from our neighborhood came to me this week and said, I see the impact that Macarios has made on Nafi's life. How can I get my daughter into that school? I just thought, man, I just, I just love that God is interested in all those little details all along the way. It is not... It's not just one time. He's on the move, and he's inviting all of us to be a part of it. This is our story. I just, it just blows my mind that the creator of the universe, he can walk the depths. He put the mountains in their place, and yet he wants to involve us right here in the work that he's doing at ZT. He, guess what? Same God, working in the exact same way. Working at uh, whose house, Bud? Bud's house? Same God. Bug, not Bud, not like Bud Light. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, Bug, Bug's house. So, um, but same God wanting to work in the exact same way and use the exact same people. I love it. The, the relief bus is going to New York. Guess what? Same God. He doesn't care about the location. Washington, D.C., if it's Africa with water filters, if it's Ecuador, ministering to those tribes with John and Tammy, it doesn't matter. He transcends time, space. It doesn't matter. He just wants to work. And he's inviting you along. He's inviting us along. I would encourage you, when you get those little nudges and you don't have all the details figured out and you don't have a crystal clear call, but you have the nudge. I'll be honest, I'm not called to do everything. But I'm trying to get to a point where he, when he does nudge me, I think, oh, you know, I wasn't nudged the last time somebody presented something, but this time I was. I'll be honest, last week, you said something about the laundry detergent and the toilet paper, and I was not nudged last week. I don't know why. Maybe I was just lazy. I don't know. But today I was. I wrote it down. I thought, we can do that. That's something we can do. And so on the times that you're not nudged, it's okay. But, man, on the times you are nudged, you just take one step, just try it. He wants, to, he wants to work right alongside you. I'm proud to be serving next to you guys. I know Courtney is too. We're super proud to be serving next to you. Thanks for not forgetting us. But it's good. God's good. Thank you. Now, I want to say something really important because I think the, the clear path isn't quite, it, it seemed kind of sort of simple and kind of crazy. He reminded me on Friday, we were sitting at Tim Hortons in Circleville, and he said, Aaron, I feel this nudge. I don't know what, it, he said that word, I feel this nudge. He said these words, 
I think I'm supposed to quit my job. This was five years ago, not now. Five years ago, not right. Now. Not now. Not now. That was five years ago. When he, was, when he was working in Circleville, he said, I feel like I'm supposed to quit my job. And had no, and had no, had no yeah, right. I mean, I, I, yeah, thanks. And so it wasn't clear at all. I think I'm just supposed to quit. He's teaching. He, he said, I was doing something I love. He said, it was my dream job. I remember looking at my, and he said, he reminded me, he said, I, I didn't remember it until he told me. He said, and you put your hand out like this. You went, you're right here. Where God wants you is right here. You can make a step in between there and here. Even this blind bat gets somewhere sometimes. I mean, I had no idea what I was saying at that point, sitting, drinking coffee. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I said, I'm, I almost like, like, I could feel like myself getting weak just sitting there in McDonald's on, on, on Friday morning going, did I say that? Did I really say Because that seems like to a dude who's got kids and a wife, and, yeah, go ahead and quit your job. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, go, go for that. That's great pastoral counseling. Yeah, have at that. Go, 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 go. Run hard. Who says that, right? So what I want to say to you is God is nudging a lot of us about doing things differently, and it's okay. You know what I think? I think God's nudging, nudging church triumphant as a whole group of people that it's time to do things differently. And as we step forward, things are going to change. They're going to continue to change, and things are just going to be different. We can't stop it. We, can't, we, can't, we, we, can't, we can try and hold it back, but it's going to happen, and so let's just run with it, right? Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant, another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.